Hello, Wrestlore fans. It's your boy Devo here. Just had a quick ad for you guys up front. If you are in the Tulsa area on 926 at 8 p.m., we have a live comedy show at 473 here in Tulsa. It's outdoors. There's an outdoor stage, outdoor bar, lots of great comedians. Come out that day and check it out. 926. It's a Saturday at 8 p.m. And now on with the show. What is up, WrestleLore fans? It's your boy Devo here. And as always, I am joined by the shards of glass from a light tube to my steel chair, Ethan Sandoval. How's it going, buddy? Oh, you know, doing all right. Just trying to deal with my sliced jugular. Um, <laughs> yes. As, as is one to happen to most Hollywood celebrities, at some point there will be a sliced jugular that occurs. Uh, I'm going to say this right up top, guys. Today we are reviewing the, uh, the very recently released movie, You Cannot Kill David Arquette, and this will be a spoiler-heavy episode. So uh, we may have already given one spoiler, so deal with it. Uh, but if you're tuning in, you know I don't think anybody is going to do a, a long, vague podcast about a, sh a show. So if you've seen it, uh, hopefully you've watched it. If you hear what we're talking about and you want to go watch it, uh, you can check it out on a couple different streaming services. I believe it's uh, $5 through Amazon and like $6 through something else. I don't know. It's out there. You can just find it out there. But we have a very, very special guest today. David Arquette. David Arquette. David Arquette. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, after watching this movie, it seems like we could get David Arquette on our wrestling yeah, podcast. It would not take much. <laughs> It doesn't seem uh, too difficult uh, to do that. Uh, so, uh, but we are joined by a very special guest, as I was saying. This man is—he's uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, I don't know uh, what his wrestling name would be if he had one, but he's someone that we haven't had on the show yet. He is the evil overlord of Soundstooth, Landry LL Millboy Miller. How's I think it going? You found it. I think you found exactly what my wrestling name would be. LL right Millboy. There. Yeah. Yeah, a sparkly gold cape probably to match your your pale skin and but everything I else. Only do Lego matches. <laughs> oh, well, Lego death matches. Yeah, yes. yeah. Lego death matches. Just because then I could like take a second and make a really cool like bridge out of Legos, yes. and then yeah. hit someone on the head with it. That'd be fun. Yeah, build your own build your own weapon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what it should be. Well, that, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a writer for them. You, you have, you're given a thing of Legos, and you have five that, minutes to build weapons. So you can sit, use in the that's mat. a crisscross applesauce on the, on the mat. <laughs> you create your little Lego sword. That's the thing. I think, uh, you know, they had that, they had that Lego Masters show on Fox with uh, Will Arnett. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that you could build an effective Lego weapon in five minutes. Okay, it seems so like you'd have to like some super glue. Yeah, too. it seems like they should. You'd have to like have like it had to be big to like not just fall yeah. apart. You'd have so. to have mega blocks. Yeah, mega yeah. blocks. Oh, yeah, but just so, you, you, 
And then, then you know, if if you don't have the money, you can if you can do a Lincoln Logs match, a Lincoln Logs match. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, I, you know, uh, but just having a ring, you know, just have wrestlers be barefoot in a ring full of Legos would be pretty awful. Like that, that's a that's a that's a match. Type. No, okay, well there you go. <laughs> yeah. Did not know. I know there's a match. Any match type is a match type. So, I know inner inner species wrestling does it. Mm, you. You could do a match that is like a roast battle, but the harder the roast, the bigger the bump the person has to take based on audience reaction. I like that. All right. Yeah. Well, we're going to do that pretty soon. Uh, but no, uh, we... Not that soon, though. Not that soon. No, we can't do that. Oh, uh, can we do a match where the guys are both wearing uh, TENS units? So like the <laughs> electro muscle stimulators. So then they go to throw the punch and then it shocks their arms so they can't yeah. punch. All of these are things that David Arquette would probably do to just yeah. win... A one a second of applause from pro wrestling fans. Uh, so the the backstory of this uh, this movie here uh, is this movie recently came out. Uh, I believe it was a you know obviously. Well, first of all, what's a movie? We gotta establish. We gotta break this down. Uh, in this case, in this case, a movie is about an hour and twenty one minutes of something that I don't know is a if it's a documentary or if it's a movie. <laughs> Because uh, Landry, Look, are you familiar with? Way, I love are you familiar so. with the terms work and shoot? Yes. Okay. I I know a lot of these terms. Yes. Okay. So uh, mostly because he's been on podcasts with me yeah. about wrestling before. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so Ethan and I were talking, and this seems a lot like a work. Like this is a yeah. like ninety percent work, and as you said, Ethan, ten percent shoot. Uh, which yeah. would probably be the actual like getting hurt in the ring part because he is a forty-six right, year old yeah. man. Like, oh, I, I can't like, imagine. I mean, but I think we should kind of like establish what we mean. I don't think the fact that it's ninety percent of work takes away from it at all. No, I, I, because like he's <laughs> obviously taking the bumps. He's obviously like going through this stuff. I just think they kind of like planned out a one-year trajectory and then just followed. That. Yeah, that's they, what they we followed. mean by the word. Well, and that and that's the thing. That's the thing where I go. For me, it's whether or not I would classify this as a documentary mm. or something in like a. I gray, still think it's a documentary. So, yeah, just something. I don't know. It just seems more of a gray area with the story arc and everything that's there. So. Uh, but no, this is a, the backstory to all this is that in the early 2000s, David Arquette did something that was considered to be one of the worst things in the history of pro wrestling, if not the worst thing in the history of pro wrestling, despite all the other actual horrible things, uh, mm. which is he was given yeah, the worst storyline, the worst storyline thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It goes, uh, David Arquette winning the WCW championship, Crispin Walmer. Chris <laughs> yeah, 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 that's <laughs> how it goes. Uh, yep. In that order. Um, but, uh, it was that, that basically he wins the WCW world heavyweight championship. Um, and people absolutely hate it. He's, he's got no credit in the business. They're simply promoting ready to rumble, uh, and something that, went down in history as one of the worst moments in pro wrestling history. So uh, that's where we're starting from. And David Arquette is hated by pro wrestling fans, uh, at least was. I don't think he's as hated anymore uh, by them. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Like, did you actually hate David Arquette? Like I didn't, I never blamed David Arquette for what happened. Like he's just a guest and then bookers made the decision. like i think the people who hate david arquette 
didn't like that's not how wrestling works he was just invited to do a role yeah. and then he mm-hmm. did the fucking role and the role wasn't great but he didn't write the role in fact he actively didn't want to do it <laughs> well it was it was it's misguided hatred i don't i didn't hate david arquette because at that point i was not watching wcw because they had lost what? already but uh but I didn't hate David Arquette, but certainly you can hate the people that made the decision to put the belt Did on Did you him. hate David Arquette, Landry? I know this was like a real well, big moment I'll, for you. I'll tell you how I felt about David Arquette is that I remember watching Friends, and when him and Courtney Cox got married, they changed for one episode all the credits in the opening scene to mm-hmm. Courtney Cox, you know, hyphen Arquette, David mm-hmm. Schwimmer, hyphen Arquette. Huh. And they did it to all of the cast and all of the producers. And I yeah. said, you know what? I hate this guy now. <laughs> but other than that, I didn't know anything about this wrestling story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right. exactly. Um, but yeah, you, you can hate. And the pe- person that you need to hate, of course, is Vince Russo. Uh, because yeah. he's the one that ends up doing this. And, and, and to a lesser extent, Eric Bischoff as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it starts off and we get the build. The arc that we're going to have here is it starts off with former professional wrestler, uh, or current, you know, former WWF professional wrestler, Mr. Kennedy. Uh, I believe mm-hmm. in this ep- show, is he wrestling as Mr. Anderson? Is that who he's wrestling as? He's Mr. Anderson because, like, yeah, he went to TNA and became Mr. Anderson. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, Mr. Kennedy, man, such wasted potential. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Kennedy was uh, all poised to be in a storyline to be Vince McMahon's son because it's Vincent Kennedy McMahon and he's Mr. Kennedy. And then he stupidly um, took steroids Steroid. and tested positive, and so they scrapped the storyline. And Vince McMahon's son instead became the uh, fighting leprechaun known as Hornswoggle, <laughs> because of course Vince McMahon has a a little person son that is a leprechaun. Yeah. And Mr. Kennedy had the best fucking gimmick ever for his entrance. He would he would come to the ring, and the announcer would be like introducing him, and then he'd like cut the announcer off. And then stand in the center of the ring and put his hand up in the air, and a microphone would like lower from the ceiling, and then he'd be like, "Hailing from Green Bay, Wisconsin, weighing 245 pounds, I lost three pounds, Mr. Kennedy." <laughs> and it was so good. It was such a good. And it, it was and it was the old school mic that is on every comedy poster ever. <clears throat> Oh, good. Perfect. <laughs> yes. So, you know, yeah. so the, it was such a good the, the last time one of those was ever actually used was in a W WWE <laughs> ring out there. Or uh, an Amules set. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, okay. That's a joke for a ledger. And that's about it. Yeah, that's, I'm sure someone out there might get it of our vast number of fans out there. Uh, this is when we immediately get in. So it starts off, we get the arc that's going to happen here where uh, Mr. Kennedy, I'm just going to call him Mr. Kennedy. Uh, Mr. Kennedy is setting up how he's going to beat the shit out of David Arquette and teach him a lesson because he's, you know, ruined the business and everything. Uh, yeah, th- there's this constant thread in the pro- world of pro wrestling that people have ruined the business by breaking kayfabe. Yeah. And like, um, yeah, no, it's I, I, the only people who believe kayfabe were idiots. Oh yeah. <laughs> like what? The iron sheik isn't really a sheik. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This changes everything. <laughs> that guy. That Wait a minute. <laughs> the iron sheik isn't made of iron. <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, fucking, by the way, we're going to get to a moment where Jim Cornette speaks and I'm going to lose my mind. Cause I hate him so fucking much. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, so we get, we go into immediately the WCW title stuff, talking about how he you know got the belt and he was a champion and everything. Um, they recap it uh, and, uh, and 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 stuff that's going on there. And I thought this opening sequence was pretty fucking baller that they they brought out. I know here. this is a. It's really good. Did you guys check out the guys that made this? No, actually, I, I, I was looking at about it. So the directors yeah. that made this, like, this is the, like, one of them has only done, like, two things as far as a director goes, and the other one was, like, very serious. The other guy has done more things, and they're all, like, very serious. They're, like, about, yes. like, dead they, soldiers and stuff like that. I was going to say, the one I noted, the one I recognized yeah. was Body Team 12, which was... Like this short documentary that was wild. It was like five years ago or something. Yeah, and it's just like, so you went from like this stuff to mm-hmm. David Arquette uh, trying to regain his wrestling fame. Uh, but yeah, this is an incredibly well-produced, I thought, uh, oh, yeah. documentary. It's, it's divided into three acts. Because like, it's a 90-minute film, and there's like three 30-minute acts. Yeah. There's like the first act, which is kind of like establishing why David Arquette is so hated. You know, establishing like who David Arquette is, all the good stuff. Then you got the second act, which we'll get to, and then you got the third act, which we'll get to. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like Quinn Blakely's here all of a sudden to break down uh, the directorial aspects of this of this <laughs> show. Uh, uh, and if you hear that whining in the background, that's our ever uh, that's present. Me. It's our ever present yeah. Soundstooth podcast co-star Alabama uh, whining yeah. in the background. Uh, okay, so. Then we get the opening. Uh, first kind of wrestler we see speak is Ric Flair uh, comes out, who they who they label the Godfather of wrestling. I don't know. Yeah, that, I, I don't, caught that. I don't think that they, I've ever seen him called the Godfather of huh. wrestling. I mean, it kind of fits. It, it it does. I mean, he is like the arguably the greatest of I all time. I personally think uh, the Godfather of wrestling is Sal Bandini from Ready to Rumble. Want to wrestle? This is why this is why we get the little listens. It's why we get the listens. Hey, you know what Salvandini uh, always asks when he goes to the mall? Uh-oh. What? Want a pretzel? Okay. Uh, so yeah. So we so we get Ric Flair here, and my ear hurts. Leave me alone. We we get Ric Flair here, and I, I like I thought when I saw Ric Flair come in, I was like, are we gonna get a bunch of these like sit down wrestler interviews? It's gonna be that type of documentary. Is this gonna be like a you know uh, what is the the Michael Jordan documentary? Uh, forgetting the name of it, right? The Last Dance, where they mm-hmm. sit down with people. No, this is the only one. This man, is the, like much. Zach yeah, Eamon's here to tell us all about the Last Dance. He loves the Last Dance, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Zach Amon on the number one Soundtooth podcast. Uh, now he, uh, but he sits down and they ask him like, "Did you give him any advice or talk to?" Him? He's like, "Yeah, I talked to him. Uh, did you talk to him about wrestling?" He's like, "No, <laughs> he's not a wrestler." <laughs> and then he just like, as Ric Flair is wont to do in his dirty old man mind, he just talks about how hot his wife is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, he, he says, "Yeah." They ask, "Did you do you do you give David your blessing?" And he goes, "As a person, yeah." And then they go, as a wrestler? And he goes, no. Yeah, no. What are you talking about? No, I don't give him a blessing as a wrestler. And then he goes, I give him a blessing as a person because look how hot his wife is. And they're like, Jesus Christ, Rick. Now, this is where, okay, so Ric Flair kind of acts as our our gateway into, you know, the mindset of wrestlers and everything about him. We get it already with Mr. Kennedy talking about how he's... Mm ruin the business and we've seen t- people in the, the sequence with the world titles like oh this is the world's worst thing or whatever I mean this is a sport where by this point like Vince McMahon had wrestled 
God and beat him. So David Arquette getting a world title is not like that insane. Uh, as it's I, also it's also when uh, fucking Kane had, had well Triple H dressed as Kane had sex with a mannequin in yeah, a casket. Yeah. This does remind me that we should pro- you should probably do a bit where a spotlight is just God uh, on talk show, and then he just knocks you all out or something like that, uh, which is essentially what happened in the Vince McMahon match. God was a spotlight. So wow. there you go. Wow. As he is wont to be. Uh, but, okay, so we introduced then to David Arquette's wife here and uh, the family and, and talking about, like, how – he had this career going. It was like a, you know, rocket trajectory. And did you see that Vanity Fair yes. cover? Yes. That Vanity Fair yeah. cover. Way, I looked that up. Yeah, right. I, yeah. I've got it right here. <laughs> now, I, I can't recognize some of these people. But Most of them. Some of them I don't recognize. Yeah. yeah. But there's like five that I do. But there's okay. Like... So from the left, I know this guy. He was a villain in a lot of things. Then it's Leo DiCaprio. It's uh, Michael... Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Um, Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, Benicio Del Toro. Don't know the guy there. That guy there I kind of recognize. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Smith, a few other people, and David Arquette. Like, people that you would not put in the uh, same category uh, as David Arquette. Cause you... Oh, yeah, Michael Rappaport and Tim Roth are in there. Oh, is that Michael Rappaport in the back? Yeah, that guy's a jerk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he is. Yeah, uh, Steven... Stephen Dorff, I think, is that guy's name. Oh yeah, Stephen Dorff. Yeah, that was uh, of e-cigarettes fame. <laughs> Gotta get those blues, buddy. Does anybody else remember that? Yeah. Remember Stephen Dorff like disappeared after Blade, and then the next time you see him, okay, here, like, here they all. Here they all jo- are. Jonathan something. Yeah, here, Jonathan Jonathan Shach. Uh, it's, it's Tim Roth, Leonardo DiCaprio, Matthew McConaughey, Benicio del Toro, Michael Rappaport, Stephen Dorff, Jonathan Shach, David Arquette, Will Smith, and Skeet Ulrich. Skeet Skeet <laughs> Skeet Ulrich. I forgot Skeet, about Skeet. Skeet Ulrich. Greatest name ever, yeah. Skeet Ulrich. Uh, the, 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 female, well. the female's equivalent uh, that's in that same episode or same uh, edition. Magazines don't have episodes. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, Uma Thurman, Nicole Kidman, Patricia Arquette, Linda Fiorentino, Gwyneth Paltrow, Sarah Jessica Parker, Juliana Moore, Angela Bassett, and Sandra Bullock. With the exception of Linda Fiorentino, uh, that's a pretty Some heavy that's a murderer's row of female actresses actresses there. Yeah, f- speaking of Patri- actresses, Patricia Arquette, I had a very funny moment because Patricia Arquette came on this can't unseen, and I went, okay, I know who Patricia Arquette is, mm-hmm. but I, I I can only think of her in one role, and I can't, and I couldn't for the life of me fucking remember what role it was. And so I went, fuck it. I'm looking for IMDb. The only role I know of Patricia Arquette from is when she's the love interest in the movie Holes. <laughs> oh only... my God, you're right. <laughs> That's the only fucking thing I can remember her in. When she... <laughs> and what right, a role like... that was. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, what an absurd years like at the entire time i was like i fucking remember her she was a love interest in a thing and i just was like fuck it i'm looking it up yes yeah like so i was looking at arquette's uh filmography here and like the only thing i recognize i'm you know and again i'm not a huge uh uh movie cinephile or whatever um i guess in 92 he was in buffy the vampire slayer 
Uh, and then he was in Airheads in 94. These are the ones I recognize. Uh, I don't remember this Frank and Jesse. I do remember seeing that movie, but I don't, I don't think he had a massive role in it. Uh, that year of 96, though, he was in Beautiful Girls, Skin and Bone, Johns, none of which I've ever seen. The only movie I know of that year is Scream, which apparently, according to this, ruins his career because yeah. he becomes typecast as a goofball kind of. Well, can like, I can uh, I be honest about David Arquette? Yeah, you can be honest. About I don't think good. OK, yeah. I didn't know if you guys were going to tell him about this. Uh, I don't think his acting yeah, was hold, the problem. Oh, yeah. Hold could you? On. Yeah. 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 Put him on hold, please. <laughs> What up, DA? I don't think his acting in Scream movies was the problem. I think that, and this is something I've heard, he is hard and terrible to work with. Well, yeah, because he's got psychological problems. Yeah, 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 he's got his own mental illness. Yeah, yeah, like I can see where that's the issue. But I also like, when he was acting and talking, I just can't imagine that guy in any role, really. Like, it's... Boy, this this movie as a whole um, is was very cringy. It was so cringy to me. I couldn't, I couldn't watch most of it. I was like, is this almost over? Is this scene almost over? And I don't know if it's cause I identified a lot with this guy <laughs> or, or is, what it there was. Is a there's a moment in watching this when he's on ketamine, oh. I was like, Oh God damn it. This is really hard to watch. So by the way, I got on the IMDB for this speaking. I know yeah. that we're kind of jumping around, yeah, yeah, that, but on about the ketamine, uh, scene yeah and they said and i want to make sure i don't fuck it up so they were saying that it had to be um shot uh what is the word multiple times because the drug continuously tried to escape his body for its own safety (laughs) okay i don't know what What that means exactly but i do know that like a lot of times whenever you put ketamine it'll like your body like rejects it. Oh, okay. And so it like come back out, which is wow, disturbing. That is yeah. very, very That disturbing. should let you know that maybe yeah. ketamine therapy isn't perfected yet. <laughs> perfected yet. yet. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And yeah, like just watching him like fucking like Ugh. have that. Yeah. It really like, I, like I had flashbacks to my own like mm-hmm. experiences with like really strong drugs. So no. like, yeah, the, the, uh, uh yeah, so so I, I, so he's I on. The... One thing yeah, on his IMDb because I do mention uh, he was in C Spot Run, which is a movie that I loved yes, as a of course, child. Of course, you did. I watched that movie so much. Like, uh, yeah, fine. He's difficult to work with. Like, and I just don't see. Like, I mean, the only I think I saw the first Scream. I never saw any of the sequels. Mm. And then I saw the only other David Arquette movie that I remember in a big role is ready to rumble. And I'm just like, yeah, this guy should only be in movies like this. Like any of those like spoof movies, like, like, uh, also scream. It's not like any of the screen movies were good. Well, yeah. And they're a spoof movie themselves. Right. Right. Like, so any, any of those alcoholic, his brain isn't great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which also like adds to him being hard to work with. You know, like, uh boy, uh I kind of when I was watching this, I was like, he's kind of like the more functioning peanut butter falcon. Yeah. <laughs> like 
was just like, okay. Uh, but yeah, so his wife talks about 10 years of rejections from the mm-hmm. the wrestling community. More than that, really. Like or he's got no, he's had 10 years of rejections in Hollywood. He hasn't had anything Hollywood. for oh, going he's been auditioning for 10 yeah, years. Aud- Jesus. Auditioning, Christ. yeah. That's always really sad when you see Ugh. a person that has been like a I mean, arguably, he was a star. Yeah. I mean, people no, knew who star. he was. Um, there's a reason why he was paid. Uh, and let's say this, because uh, this this comes during the credits. Something that it's kind of amazing they didn't say earlier, but like that he donated all the money from his WCW run to that yeah. guy who had like lost his house or his family or something like that. No, no, no. That's, that's Brian Pillman Jr. Oh, that's Brian Pillman Jr. Okay. So Brian, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brian Pillman uh, was a pro wrestler who died from drug overdose. And uh, so at the end of the show, like very in, in the credits, because they do, you know, the whatever you call almost them. bloopers, <laughs> y- y- almost bloopers. Yeah, it's, it's smoky in the bandit, you know, <laughs> cannonball run type stuff. Yeah. But uh, they, they talk about he, they have Brian Pillman Jr. on, which I did not know that's who that was. And he yeah. says, yeah, what no one ever really talks about and why he's part of the family is because he donated all the money he got from that WCW run wow. to my family. Uh, for, and Owen Hart's family. And Owen Hart's family, because Owen Hart died in wow. the ring as well. So, like, that seems like a thing, like, maybe you mentioned that up top yeah. to, like, give us a little sympathy yeah. for the guy, you know? Like, like, to really drive home the fact that he didn't, you know, he wasn't trying to do this for money and fame in the WCW thing. He, I, but I can see why he would, like, have that. Like why they would have that at the end? Because like yeah. if you put it at the front, like it, it feels kind of cheap. Yeah, true. You know, true. but what's sad is that so few people are gonna watch that because it's like at the very near the end. very end of the credits, like that. Yeah. So few people are gonna get to that point. Um, but yeah, ten years. I ago, don't know. Marvel told us to wait for Stinger. <laughs> okay, so. that was the Marvel. Yes, I was that waiting. Was the, yeah, yeah, that was the setup yeah. for the next. Yes, Mar- Marvel has taught us to wait for Stinger. The setup, the setup for the next, the setup for the next one where David Arquette turns heel on, <laughs> on Brian Pillman I'm Jr. Brian and bankrupts his family. Uh, but no, uh, next up we have we go to. Um, Courtney Cox. And I was very surprised yeah. to see Courtney Cox here. I was like, I, it's like, okay. I always heard they had a really bitter divorce, so I was surprised to see her it in there, It certainly too. doesn't seem like it. No, it like, seems like they're no, really gr- Granted, it was 20 years ago, right, so what's water under the bridge, and they've, I, I mean, it's not like Courtney Cox. they Co- have kids. I think they have a kid together. Well, they, well I, it was only, it was only seven years ago. What, that they got divorced? Yeah, they got divorced oh, in 2013. Oh, I thought they got divorced a long time ago. I got, I, they yeah, were married I they from 1999 to 2013. Wow, okay. I don't know why I thought it was six. Seven years. It's still, still enough time. Oh, wow. But yeah, they have one kid. The oldest daughter mm-hmm. is theirs. Because yes. um, you'll see it scenes with her, uh, with Courtney. Uh, which She but, has the best, like... Arc yeah, to coming does. around on the wrestling. Yeah, she yeah. does. She really now, does. Now, uh, so good. Yeah, and, and Courtney is kind of like adding to this like part where David's always been looking for uh, you know validation and everything from from his time there. And I think she's like, yeah, we got together after Scream One, and then we were divorced by Scream Four or whatever. Which I don't, I don't even know if that is a thing that exists. Also, yeah, I I do have a thing I want to bring up. Yeah. So I looked up David Arquette because yep. I wanted to like see what he did. And the word nudes. And I don't know if you know this. <laughs> yes. Google has we this pretty thing much get it. where it's like it's got like a top questions asked uh-huh. about yeah. whatever subject you're looking up. And usually it's like click this link, it links to an article that tells you on his, it's literally <laughs> him. It's a video of him answering the question. What? So it says, like, where was David Arquette born? And then it's literally him, like, <laughs> selfie camming himself 
answering the question. Where did David Arquette go to high school? Who is David Arquette's wife? He's doing like, cameos it's for obviously Google. All from one sitting. It's like <laughs> this just got hey. bored. Hey, more more power I love to him. That. More power to him. I mean, yes. I, I guess as far as their careers go, Courtney Cox obviously has friends back there, and then what? Cougar Town was she on that? Yeah, Cougar Town. She had like two movies or something. That yeah, okay. yeah. No Jennifer Aniston, but no. Or or yeah, but but better than Phoebe? I don't know. Better. Uh, uh, Lisa Cooper is coming no, around Phoebe's now. Phoebe's actually had quite a few roles. Yeah. Okay. Well, she, she got. She yeah. got. She's yeah. Matt LeBlanc had a bunch. David. Honestly, it's like. Courtney Cox and Matthew Perry for like least for amount let, of roles. Oh yeah, and that's just because Matthew, Matthew Perry can't Perry get, out, uh, can't a, get a show off the ground. Going... I mean, he had the whole nine yards and the whole ten yards, though, right? Those, yeah. those were yeah, but Matthew clowns. Perry also went the whole had voice acting. Mr. Route. Brightside. Yeah. Oh, and uh, was he on Sunset? Four episodes. Studio sun, Studio on Sunset Strip or whatever with yeah, uh, I think so. with yeah. Well, I just remember that he had like a good ten year stretch there where every other year he would come out with a new sitcom and oh, it would yeah. be on for three episodes and we could cancel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Now, this is where I f- we find out that uh his dad was a clown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that he considers himself to be a carny, basically, because of this like uh like very weird. I know it comes a little bit later, but like that they lived on a he commune. Was, yeah, he was born on a commune. Weird, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, and like his grandfather was apparently a famous comedian. Yes, his his the... his grandfather was. Uh, they said his name, and I was like, "Whoa, I know that yeah, name." Charlie. He was on Jack Parr all the time. Or yeah, uh, I thought I. He was on Hollywood Squares. Yeah, and Hollywood right. Squares. Yeah, I, I thought I wrote it down here, but it was like Charlie whatever, and I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I can't remember White. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, I remember seeing him on like Hollywood Squares and stuff like that, mm. and it's one of those just like old timey. Like sixties and seventies, like Ray J Johnson, like uh, you know, like uh, like they had maybe like one gimmick, one, one gimmick, yeah, yeah. and that one great bit, and that was just enough back then. Here's a here's a double sided album yeah. of just that bit somehow somehow working. Uh, but yeah, his dad was a clown, and his grandpa was this uh, this 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 celebrity of sorts and i did not know any of that like i didn't know that like they and his were... mom was abusive <laughs> yes. yes we did learn that yeah boy yeah yeah fun stuff uh that we got going on here uh but yeah uh so we're, we're going on uh we got his dad was a clown we get then we get eric bischoff and we get into the yeah. whole story of what happened that mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. in wcw that has led to this moment of infamy in the world of pro wrestling. And of course it was Vince Russo's fault. Uh, and Vince Russo. Uh, However, this is one of the few cases where Vince Russo admits it was his fucking. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Vince Russo, as you know, our listeners would probably, will probably know, um, is responsible for the attitude era in the WWF. Um, he's responsible for then going eventually to the WCW and utterly ruining, destroying, it. destroying <laughs> it. Just like so much so that there are conspiracy theories that Vince Russo was paid off by Vince McMahon <laughs> to be a plant to ruin WCW. What? Yeah. There were, I, hey, just to give you an idea of how mm. crazy Vince Russo's ideas were, he had a match where they put a wrestler's mother on a pole and they were like, it was called the Judy Bagwell on a pole match. <laughs> Judy Bagwell. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was a uh, just absolutely yeah. He did everything he could to try to shut. He was always about overbooking and as many gimmicks and just like just trying to shock people, and it just did not work. Uh, his idea was that wrestling should be like the Jerry Springer show. Wonderful. That's, that was his, and, but, and he wasn't a wrestling fan. He oh. was like a Hollywood type guy. Um, and so like he was like, uh, my inspiration for wrestling is that it should remind me of Jerry Springer. And like it worked for like three years. <laughs> and then it was like. Mur, mur, mur. Yeah, of course. Much like Jerry Springer. <laughs> uh, Charlie Weaver was the Charlie name. Weaver. Charlie Weaver. And he, he basically looks like yeah. a mix between like Matlock and Colonel Sanders. Yeah, he does. Yeah. If you take those two and put them together, that's who you got. Um, but yeah, we find he out. Looks like George R. R. Steve Martin. Is what <laughs> <looks like>. uh, <laughs> now, uh, I, I I believe. Let's see, because yeah, that comes. Oh, there I have it later. Uh, but yeah, we we get there. How he ruined it and stuff. There's a kind of flashing back here and forth uh, here talking about what's going on. We then get to what has to be a work, which is the. Legends yeah. of Wrestling with Brian Nobbs oh, here yeah. of the Nasty Boys. I thought Boys. that was obvious that that was. Yeah, yeah. like, and that's where I was like, mm, this seems uh, a little worky. Also, it felt like, and I may be wrong, it felt like that and the final scene mm-hmm. were shot the same night. Because he looked, because the guy he was talking to looked exactly the same. Like, I don't know if that guy just has always looked No, like that, that guy has basically looked but, like that since the early But 2000s. I mean, it was like, because I, I went back and I was like, this seems like it was the same night, like that they shot this. But the issue, the issue is like, you can tell he's still got the pot belly. Oh, okay, okay. On You're the right. first one, yeah, yeah. okay. On the okay. second one, no. no, I think just the other guys. Yeah, Bri- Brian Nobbs uh, has looked that awful because, since like the late yeah. two, early two thousands. <laughs> okay, okay, because he did not change a single bit in that year. So, right. so him, uh, the Nasty Boys were a tag team of uh, Brian Nobbs and Jerry Skaggs, and. Uh, and is it Skaggs or Sags? I don't know. One of the two. Uh, Skaggs. Yeah. And uh, they were buddies with Hulk Hogan. So that's gotcha. kind of why they existed for a long time and had contracts. Their finishing move, and you, they show it in the fucking documentary, mm-hmm. is shoving your opponent's face yeah, in the your arm. tag team partner's yeah. armpit. Yeah. It's a very, very uh, sophomoric <laughs> finishing moves. Uh, but yeah, this is when, uh, when, when I wrist wrote, is this a work? And yes, it's a work uh, that we got going on here. And the arc is that he's going from being rejected from the Legends of Wrestling, which Legends of Wrestling is kind of like, it. it's kind of like a fun, but also can be sad show because yeah. sometimes in the past they've booked like guys that really shouldn't be in the ring because they are a legend right. <laughs> of wrestling. There's a reason why Not they're a guy, a legend like, now. Like Mr. Kennedy is more like a guy that just got fired from some company. Please welcome to the ring, the bones of Freddie Blassie. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like we're having an actual casket match. Here we go. Uh, we've dug up two pro wrestlers. Well, well, welcome to the loser leaves earth match. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, well, God's there to decide. He'll be a spotlight coming down. Uh, you lost, you go to hell. No. Uh, but yeah, then we kind of dive into the sad like part of him just wanting to be loved oh, God, by yeah. these pro... Like, what, I get it. I mean, everyone wants to be loved, but wanting to be loved by pro wrestling fans is, is pretty low. <laughs> we, 
we're terrible. Yeah, we're we're pretty deplorable people. Yeah. I mean, when I believe when Hillary Clinton was talking about the deplorable, she was not <laughs> talking about Trump supporters. She was talking about pro wrestling fans, and that's that's really what cost her. But there's a pretty heavy overlap. There. Yeah, there is a pretty heavy overlap. Yeah, you know, a lot of lot a lot of Trump fans uh, in Wisconsin and Michigan. So. Yeah, because like there's the scene where he like goes to take all these photos. So he can sign them at the fucking thing. Oh, and oh then, yeah. Like, oh, nobody's fucking there. And I got hardcore anime conventions. Yeah, I was like flashback yeah. to five <laughs> of them. <laughs> All right. So this is in, in the uh, in the span of the show, which you already talked about the ketamine stuff. This is where he talks about how he's a functional alcoholic. He's on like the talk show circuit or whatever. Um, and they do the ketamine scene, which you're right. The ketamine scene is just very, very hard to watch. I was like, like, why is it, this here? Yeah. And I think they're just leading into the fact that they're trying to explain why he needs right. this love and adoration. And again, he, he talks numerous times in that upbringing, anyone born in a commune or any sort of lockdown weird oh, thing like yeah, that is going to have, have yeah. issues. Right. And uh, just, He's he needs that love, he needs that adoration, and he 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 feels like he shouldn't have ever been in this spot to lose that because he actually loves wrestling. That's the thing. Right. He loves they pro did wrestling. They set that up pretty like, well. Which especially I know it happens a little bit later, but when they show the picture of him at the Andre the Giant match, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Here's me at this like I love. I'm not like blowing smoke yeah. up your ass. That I'm yeah. just like some guy that watched a few DVDs and called it good. Like I am a pro wrestling fan." Which right, pro yeah. wrestling is just, it's a carny act. It's all it is. I mean, yeah. I'm sure that I'm going to be canceled because carny is a word that you can't say yeah. in 2020 or something. Oh. But. <laughs> I thought you were going to say because people are like, no, it's more than that. No, but it's, it's definitely just, not. It's just a bigger, no, higher production. No, we're talking about Frank Flintstone's friend, Carney Rubble. That's what, <laughs> oh, that's what we're doing. <laughs> oh, Frank Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, so another fun fact about his dad comes to life here after the ketamine stuff is that because uh, we've already talked about Charlie Weaver being born on a commune, which is all really, really fucked up. His dad was the voice of Superfly Jimmy Snooker oh, yeah. on the WWF cartoon back in the 80s, which is crazy because Jimmy Superfly Snooker is not a white man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, Jimmy Flies Super Plus Snooker is not somebody anyone should ever aspire to be. Yeah, because he's a murderer. <laughs> yeah. He murdered his girlfriend. The only reason he's not officially a murderer is because the time he stood trial for it, he was unfit for trial. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> so, oh, boy. So, yeah. Because he was like 907. We call, we call <laughs> that the Nazi clause. <laughs> Got off on that technicality. <laughs> He sees you when you're oh, sleeping. God, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Not the <laughs> coming. <laughs> and won't stand trial. Yeah, now if you can get, Chris, if you just gotta get, you just gotta get Christoph Waltz to sing that, and you'll be all good. So. Not because he's going to Argentina. All right. Anyways. <laughs> all right. So that is sort of. Uh, would you say that all that stuff, like, what, wh- where would you place us in the like act structure here? Uh, well, so like, I think. The backyard wrestling match yeah. is where Act One ends and Act Two starts. Okay. Yep. Because we're 100%. we're at the backyard wrestling match now. He gets this call from some guy uh, who I believe is named Rick Kelly, who just 
living his best Uncle Rico life here or whatever. <laughs> Wrestling, like I will get my favorite fucking scene in this whole movie is coming. Up. Yes, my that scene where Rick Kelly dude, is just dude, sitting, that's so good. sitting he's, there. He's got the body of fucking Kermit the Frog, and he's like fucking and, and pumping a five. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna give him credit. I thought maybe it's a fifteen, maybe like it's bigger than a five pound. But when he's sitting in that, and just that the fucking like everything about that scene. First of all, everything about that scene screams West Virginia, not Virginia. He, but, he, he looks like Hilton Price is smuggling a crock pot in his stomach. <laughs> David Arquette gets this call to go to this signing convention and do this backyard wrestling thing. And this is a very, very loose definition of signing convention. Like... I've yeah. been by, I've mm. never gone to an actual wrestling signing convention because I'm not a complete fucking loser. And, Fair. uh, okay. But and maybe it's just cause of the ones I've been by were at like WrestleMania weekend mm. where it's like massive and you have all these stars. This looks like, I don't even know. Like you'd have to be super fucking desperate and unlike David Arquette, in the area to go do this. It's like what pro wrestlers live within a 150 mile radius that can drive here in their Oof. beat up Ford tempos uh, mm. to get down here and sign a few signatures. Well, and also what happens at those, and I don't know if a lot of people listening know, yeah. but like they don't really get paid by the convention. No, at it's, all. it's per signature. It's, yeah. It's whatever yeah. they they decide to charge yeah. people. Yeah. Unless you're, unless you're asked for a, a signature, unless you're asked to do a speaking role and even then yeah. it's not, not very yeah. much oh, no, yeah. no. Right, right. they they these guests at convention are treated like shit i don't know why anyone does it yeah. well that's what's crazy is like when people do it that are still like making money and active like like yeah. and I, I assume those people are going to make a lot of money off of it but I don't know. It's kind of sad when you see like actors from like the Jason office. Momoa and Carrie Elways. Yeah. Like, oh, and you know what? Did, yeah, Jay, <laughs> I why is next Jason, to him. Yeah, what is Jason? <laughs> right, that's why I brought it up. Yeah, because when he was at the Wizard, what is it? Wizard, uh, oh, listen, the Grand Landry, Wizard yeah, World, the place that you go Wizard on World. Saturday nights with all your white friends. That's Grand me. Wizard World. Yeah. yeah. Landry, Landry, if you don't know, has terrible taste in movies and loves Saw. He loves Saw, which means I have great so taste in movies. And and so. I went, we were at this convention and he was there signing autographs and taking pictures for like 50 bucks a pop or something. And, uh, yeah, we did a, we did a panel and I went to pee and I was like, I looked over and there was Carrie Ailes just standing there, uh, mm-hmm. peeing himself. And then you and then saw his trap. I saw his tra- and I saw his bear trap. And, and then, 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 then you guys had a special moment well, with a little foot so, tap underneath the. That's p- right. Yeah. And so then I well, went, you you tapped well, his stump. Is the only one. Cauterized it. So I went over to wash my hands to wait for him to finish peeing. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to talk to him here. Yes. And I and then I was just. <laughs> For those of you that can't see this because it's a podcast, Landry's <laughs> miming of hand washing is very disconcerting because apparently hand washing is begging for scraps. Yeah. Please, sir, well, can I have well, some scraps? In this Landry, conversation, Landry's I was. hand washing looks like he's doing the smallest juggle I've ever seen. <laughs> Hey, like, but I'm I do it for 20 seconds, no, so... Th- you, this looks exactly like the scene in The Jerk when they do the cat <laughs> juggling. Yes. The cat juggling. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out and he's holding those cats. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, okay, that's silly. Uh, do you think Cameo is going to kill these conventions? No. I mean, 
I would much rather get a cameo from a celebrity. Oh, don't than get like, me wrong. Like, I, I get it, but I don't think on a wide scale, yeah, if anything kills it, it's the pandemic. Not well, true. I, 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 guess, yeah. I guess there is that difference of actually like seeing them as yeah. opposed to um, right. doing that. We should, also, start, we should like, start our cameos. It's definitely not going to kill wrestling conventions now that WWE is not allowing it anymore. Mm, that's true. Uh, uh, yes. Well, yes. Yeah. Uh, the WWE <laughs> treats their employees the same way Soundstooth is going to treat our employees. Oh, okay. You're all contract laborers and oh uh, you cannot and do any third party activities. Is owned by us. us. Yes. And your real name. <laughs> So oh, yeah, I forgot about if, the real even name Even if thing. you use an alias, your real name, so take that, J-Dab. <laughs> <laughs> we got you, buddy. <laughs> You're all ours, CR Parsons. <laughs> if that even is, is your, your real name that we own. Um, but, yeah, I guess there's that difference of, like, seeing people up, like, in person or whatever. Uh, you know, you've got some IMDb credits. You should you start a cameo. I should. Maybe yeah, just someone not? would do it for shits and giggles. Like, who's Five the, bucks, who's the baby. When are we going to get Mikey Majesty on? <laughs> he <laughs> took his cameo off. I don't know how to do it. What? I mean, no. Yeah. I'll check so again. Maybe fair. he's back up. Um, so, anyway, by the way, this, when he goes to the backyard oh, yeah. wrestling scene, yeah, I couldn't watch it. Like, I was like, Ugh, because... I've watched a lot of wrestling matches because I've been friends with Ethan. Yeah. And, but this was, it was so, it was upsetting. Because <laughs> I was like, this so old I... man is legitimately getting his ass kicked. Like, it wasn't like, yeah. Because he didn't, I feel like at that time he didn't even know how to take a bump or didn't remember or something. Because yeah. he was like, he, 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 he would have had very little training at that point. Yeah. yeah. Like, because the biggest bumps he took in WCW were like some, like where he dodged out of yeah, the way of a chair. Like, yeah, it was it wasn't much, and then maybe he might have had some stuff that he picked up from Ready to Rumble, but like, <laughs> right. but I, I don't but know. That was also how long ago? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, a long time ago. But yeah, these guys, and you know, fuck these guys. If this is legit and not a hundred percent work, fuck these backyard wrestlers for doing that to him. Like, no, well, no, 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 no. I mean, a thousand percent, they planned out what they were gonna do to him. Like, they, there's no conceivable way they didn't say okay what we're gonna do is we're gonna hit you with light tubes and we're gonna right, do right. thumb jack there's just no fucking way because he would just not take the bump if he wouldn't right exactly. oh yeah yeah no i i mean Nothing. but like it it does see, I, I don't think that he knew what he was getting into with it i was gonna say it felt like he it felt like when he it, maybe he's that good of an actor i mean he wasn't vanity fair but it <laughs> seemed like his like pain and agony was real and i was like i can't watch this <laughs> i mean it probably was real because he was being the thrown man, on yeah. thumbtacks yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 i know but i've seen men and wrestlers being thrown on thumbtacks and i'm like ah that's good yeah but, but they, something di was different maybe it's yeah. just they made me really well, feel it's for also this because idiot. like you're 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 looking at him the context in, in your eyes as a viewer you're watching essentially them destroy a baby yeah, right. I think watching. maybe you're right. I think maybe that's probably right. It's just because, like, you know, he's not super trained at this yeah. point. Yeah. You know, he's not super, and you know, he doesn't take these bumps all, all the day, time. That's day. why when you watch like a trained wrestler, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Like he you're does right. shit like this fairly regularly. Well, and also for me, it's the fact that not only is he not trained, he's not taking these from the creme de la creme of pro wrestlers here. He's taking them from guys who are in a backyard wrestling league, wrestling on a ring that is like got no give into it, whatever. They've just put steel bars underneath the plywood. Yeah, I, I used to watch yeah. uh, backyard wrestling quite a lot when I was like younger. And like, that's one of the shittiest rings I've ever seen. Oh, and yeah, I used to watch bad. trampoline wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> that seems fun. So, you ever yeah. seen that old school trampoline wrestling from like the sixties or whatever? 
It's like yeah. springboards on the outside. Guys would springboard in and That's out. That's amazing. Yeah, it, it was certainly an acrobatic circus act. Yeah, yeah trampoline wrestling is like not. It gets kind of a bad rap because it's usually like young kids. But mm-hmm. like I've seen some like pretty impressive shit. Now, after all this stuff in this backyard wrestling thing, we get to one of the weirdest scenes. Which is the marionette fight? <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my, my god! I that was you know I didn't think I would look away from my screen so many times, but that was like the fourth time that I was like, oh, okay, okay, is this almost that, over? That was the first time where I skipped ahead. That was the first time. <laughs> well, I how many times would you guess you hit the skip ahead button? Because that scene was forever long. I hit it probably. I skipped like thirty seconds of it. I, I yeah, I, I I didn't skip any of that. The only thing I skipped in here was much later with the the, the artery hit because I did, couldn't watch that stuff. Like oh, yeah. I could I couldn't do that. I rewound. Wanted <laughs> to get more of it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I've watched the documentary twice now because yeah. I I did I did a watch pretty late last night and then while I was waiting to like get on I watched again. So and I yeah. So we, we have the big puppet fight, the marionette fight, uh, which is the most marionette work I've seen since I Love You, Man, or whatever, I think. <laughs> right. uh, and uh, next up, we get that he is going to get redemption, and he is going to go seek out a man that we've talked about numerous times on this podcast, which is Diamond yeah. Dallas Page, the, 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 the man that is like responsible for like recuperating and recovering so many careers, like and especially working with like guys that are older and broken down and things like that. Uh, I will say before that though, we get the part where DDP, I love when DDP says, look, I warned them not to put the belt. Like originally (laughs) he was not supposed to get the belt. And, but he's like, don't lie to yourself. If they came to you as just a regular guy and like, Hey, we're going to put the strap on you. You're not going to turn it down. You're going to, you want to wear that fucking belt. Like, like, you know, it's like the Braun Strowman tag team championship. We we have a fake belt. And like, yeah, like I'm like, oh, oh, we have a fake belt. Out of respect <laughs> for you, we have not incorporated that into any talk show inks yet. So there we, we will yeah. uh, when we start doing our, uh, I don't know, just in the middle. We're just gonna have matches. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. Um, was that okay? So there was a scene, and I don't remember if it was right before the puppets or right after the puppets. Mm-hmm. Whenever his wife is on the phone, is like, or or at the kitchen, yeah. and she's like, "You didn't even ask me." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I oh, love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. That was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, like his, that. Like you know, here's here's my thoughts on what happened. Okay, on like kind of like the way the like story actually unfolded. Right, I think they planned up to the backyard wrestling segment, and like mm-hmm. that was his like, I'm dipping my toe in. Do I want to go farther with this? Right. right, and I think he is at that point like telling his wife, Yeah, I want to go farther than what yeah. I did, you know? And, like, so that's when, like, I think they did the next year of storyboarding. Mm-hmm. Now, we're introduced to DDP here, and then we go, they're going to go to Mexico to train, right? And I yeah. love this part where his wife calls this first responder guy, and my first thought is, she's fucking, fucking that, that first. Guy. That's what I thought, too. <laughs> Dude, I totally <laughs> I was like, I was like, we've got, we've probably got a, uh, they're best buds. Yeah. So we've probably got a Jerry Falwell Jr. <laughs> sitch on our hands here where he's the pool boy railing it to the missus while Arquette's over there playing with his puppet, if you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> and so 
Like that is, yeah. I, um, I, I'm glad that, and I glad that we all had that uh, same thought. Like, uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, and then also like sending him as as like the babysitter to, yeah, yeah, Mexico. yeah. Like, I'm sorry, the guy's like a former cop. Former cop, I don't think in Mexico is going to be no, on his best behavior, not, <laughs> especially <yeah>. Tijuana. <laughs> yeah, you know, and let me talk about that real quick. My my thing is like, for most of us, I go, you know what? At his age, like. You know, he must really feel passionate about what he's doing in order to do all this bullshit. And then he got a tattoo in Tijuana, and I went, nope, this is a midlife crisis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, we we get DDP started to do it. He's like, why do you want to do this? And he's doing the DDP yoga, which I just assume everything DDP does, he has to have a yoga scene in just to plug the product. (laughs) Hey, I'm good on him. Always be hustling, right? Uh, Someone's going to watch this and do some DDP yoga. They're going to go, that's what happened to David Arquette. He went from schlub to whatever. I'm going to this yoga. I'm going to do this yoga. Uh, this these scenes in Tijuana at this training school. Oh, hold on, I'm yeah. sorry, you skipped okay, over. Okay, okay, go for it. You skipped over where they're like standing face to face and like a weird Yoda like yeah, yeah, yeah. training yeah. conversation like, like, that was like super DDP weird. DDP is doing yoga on a rock in the jungle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they like move to like yeah. This. That first of all, insane. And then they cut to them like yeah, talking. I want to say there's water behind them. Is that right? Yeah. Like yeah. All... I don't. Yeah. There's I like a waterfall. There's like, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're talking there too. And I'm like, oh, but okay. it, it looks like the waterfall at a Casa Bonita. Like it doesn't <laughs> look like, it doesn't look like a natural waterfall. It, it's like, so <laughs> I was like, they are making this look just as much like a movie training, like mentor scene as possible. So I'm, I'm so going to, I'm going to guess that they're at the El Salto Canyon and waterfall near Tijuana, Mexico. Oh, good. Probably okay, where okay. Cause, cause DDP is want to go. He does a lot of, uh, like Latin American Retreat. excursions and retreats and things like that, gotcha. where he'll take people yeah. that are in the program if they want to go and, and do, you know, yoga on the beach and things like that. Mm. Uh, so that's probably, uh, what's going on there. But yeah, uh, but you know, I was like, I did my DDP yoga this morning. I was like, I was doing the same moves as David Arquette Aww, this morning. You that's know? nice. So there you go. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then they're on the beach doing the, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 the Bruce Lee, the Bruce Lee punches. Yeah. There you I go. love the, it. The, yeah. The resistance punches. Yeah. I it's, it's the perfect amount of cheese. Oh yeah. Like, I, that, that's what, like, oh. there are moments that are like a little cringe in this. Like, I didn't really have too many where I was like, ugh. Like, the puppet scene, I was like, Jesus fucking yeah. Christ. <laughs> and then the ketamine scene, I was like, Every, Ooh. I would say everything in this Mexico, like, storyline was the greatest part of this for Dude, me. Dude, the Mexico storyline is so, like, I literally, there's the a street point fighting? Where I get the the street fighting? Okay, yes. Oh, right, we'll, get to, we'll get to that. Okay. But, all right, but, but first, when they, when they get into the, so after the DDP stuff, he goes to train in this, this lucha fucking training ring or whatever, which I was like, at this point, this is where I'm going, what the fuck is going on? He lives in Los Angeles that has like 50 bazillion mm. wrestling training school. Like pro wrestling is like super fucking huge in LA right now. Like, I mean, it's like probably currently the pro wrestling Mecca of the country, right? Yeah. Not right now. Cause everything's shut down, but at the, you know, when this is being filmed, but he goes to this weird Lucha place and I just love at the moments where it's like, like, boy, if this guy can't do this, he's got to get out of here. And then later in the street fighting thing, when he goes, I thought you said this guy was cool. Yes. Oh, I loved it. 
That was such like, a yeah, good so moment. Like the, the, the main sequence in this, like, gym is him trying to nail the Hurricane Rana. Yeah. Which is, like, his trademark move at this point. Like, yeah. Hurricane Rana, crossbody from the top rope. Like, seemed to which, be, like, really, in a Hurricane good. Rana, all you gotta do is get up, and then the other guy does all the work. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you've just got to basically be able to jump and get your legs oh, around. Oh, no, listen. David Arquette's Hurricane Rana. No, it's, it's not pretty, bad. It's, I'm not saying anything. It's no, better John Cena and Luke Harper's. By the end of by the, the match, by the end of the show, David Arquette is putting on perfectly serviceable mid-card indie show matches. Like <laughs> David Arquette is wrestling as good as a 46-year-old man, man who's had a heart attack. Better than most, I would say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, better than most. Uh, but yeah, he like this. It just looks like a crazy time in Tijuana. The, oh, the yeah. fact they have I a mariachi it. band for <laughs> that, that was amazing music. Yes. music. Uh, I did not know so that's hard. what I missed in pro wrestling was that I needed a mariachi band to play oh, that. Oh my god! And, and again, they do the street wrestling. I showed. I showed like let's let's address the street wrestling because that shit is bonkers. Yeah, so I've I had heard of it before. I yeah. I. I knew about Tijuana street wrestling just from like being a huge fucking wrestling nerd. Right. Yes. But I only, I like, it was one of those things where it was like a memory that I had forgotten about. <laughs> so then I see the Tijuana street wrestling and I went, Oh my fucking God, I forgot that was a thing. I can't wait to see this. <laughs> so like, essentially what they do is cars are stopped at red lights mm-hmm. and then two guys will go out and enact like a short, like 45 second little wrestling scene and then run up to the cars and try to get money. <laughs> yeah. They've got the, they got the lights timed or whatever. And they, they do it the first time and with David Arquette and he goes, he's goofing around and he doesn't get and any like, money. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, that's when they say, I thought you said this guy was cool. It's like, this is how we make our fucking money. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And, but then he gets the hang of it and they do the scene and he jumps off the but ladder. He does, a, he does and, a cross body off of a ladder <laughs> onto two dudes in the middle of the fucking street. Onto street that I can't imagine how hot it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Can't, oh can't be too very, very comfortable out there. Uh, but then that earns him his lucha mask. Yeah, and they go back and they have the big match. And that's where we get the mariachi band and weird. Like this seems like it would be a tourist attraction or something. Mm-hmm. Although there seemed like only there were like two white guys in the audience and like one yeah. of them was like a white lady. And I was just like, okay, this seems like, like yeah, yeah, very weird thing. He doesn't win the match that they're in. Uh, it's a multi-man match uh, to protect him. You know, you, it's like a five v five. Yeah, match, uh, just a bunch of flippy shit going on. <laughs> and um, then after this is all said and done, he's getting his kudos and his props. Mm-hmm. Go climb that mountain. Yeah, go go on a hike. <laughs> Let's go get that picture. Oh, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're skipping the moment where like I kind of like got a little emotional at a moment in here. When the dude gives David Arquette yeah. his mask, yeah. Yeah. and David Arquette's like, man, this is so fucking dope. I was oh, like, yeah. that's actually a fucking huge honor right. so, yeah, to, to be- have a, a luchador not only show you his face, but then give you his mask he was wearing. Yeah, because yeah. they, they, like, they, they initially show the scene where they show them like showing their faces to 
to David Arquette. David, yeah, that yeah. was yeah. uncomfortable. Then, that one. They're, they're back to the camera. Yeah, and David, they show David Arquette's faces, and he's like, "Look at you, handsome boys!" <laughs> and like, gives them a big hug. And but like and you then, said, he gets the mask, and he's talking. He gets yeah. the mask, and then his like one of the luchadors walks up, and then David Arquette, very classy, like uses the mask Masticals to hide his face yeah. from the camera, even though they blurred his face. That's out. I was like, oh, like, that's one of those moments where I was like, oh, you know, he gets it. Like at no, least yeah. he gets it. Well, I don't think there's anything in like if he didn't if he didn't follow wrestling, he wouldn't know how much like that moment in history was hated, right? And right. he wouldn't That's like true. like I mean I guess he would probably get some of it if he's on like Twitter or some <laughs> shit like that. But like um yeah, we did have, you know, but there were those montages throughout of the internet video commenters. The only one that I really recognized the most was the wrestling with regret guy that was on there. Wrestling with regret. Yeah. yeah. Who does a, a very fine job. Uh He's he's one of the bigger um, YouTube wrestling commenters, you know, a few hundred thousand subscribers type mm-hmm. like stuff like that. Um, and so then, yeah, David Arquette gets called out. Yeah, right? he gets called. Well, yeah. there's the mountain scene. Yeah, they there's the mountain, mountain scene. They climb the mountain. The... They scream at the sunset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. And this is not a figurative mountain. They literally <laughs> they climb, climb a mountain. A mountain. And, yeah. Oh yeah, they also and the... made him do this infamous catch a chicken yes they did <laughs> oh yeah that was... so, it is the grossest chicken I've ever i was like seen. i wouldn't want to catch that either oh my god that chicken is so horrifying to look at yeah and then i love the ex-cop friend who's like behind everyone else trying to get up the mountain and, they and like cut like, to for just a second like... <laughs> wrestling in tijuana <laughs> now I... <laughs> I, I forget the name. That's when we get the call out. I forget the name. RJ City. RJ City. Yeah, RJ City is who calls him out. And David Arquette, boy, this is a weird thing where he announces his return to wrestling on the Wendy Williams show. Yeah, yeah. Right. Which, which should tell you, which should tell you some about something about your level of fame in Hollywood that you're booking the Wendy Williams show to make a major announcement. It's like, like you go on the Wendy Williams show to announce that you have a new show on TV land, right? You're like, yeah, me and, uh, on the Wendy Williams show, I'd like to announce we're bringing back you <laughs> yeah. homeboys from outer space too. I, I also love it to be, because for people that don't know, in movie in TV studios is they have a very big applause signs. Yeah, yeah. That they are like, audience, you have to follow this. Like it's the only way to get the show going. And so when he's like, I'm returning to wrestling, and there's like a second pause where you go, Oh, the audience didn't go along with it. And so you hear then like like if you if you're used to watching yeah. talk shows, you're like, oh fuck, the audience was not on board, and so and then they cut to them and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're, I, I say, love it. I it was say, so uncomfortable. I will say, he yell. He says, "I'm returning to professional wrestling," right? And there is that beat, but in that beat, you hear one dude go, "Yeah." Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one, one guy was one really, dude into it. really into it. That guy that that got dragged to that show. <laughs> I, I I had the pleasure of seeing Letterman live once, uh, and it was I remember that the Go Go's were the musical guests. This was in like 2000, and uh, Johnny Knoxville was I think the main guest on the oh. show, and he they announced here and uh, welcome our next guest Johnny Knoxville. Everybody starts applauding and like nothing, no one comes out for a second. Then all of a sudden he falls from the ceiling onto the ground. And I was just like, oh, that's one that's hell of a way to make an entrance right there. Then. Like, 
Uh, but yes, the applause sign was very much yes. uh, in in use for the yeah. Go Go's. Oh yeah, <laughs> I bet. Yeah, like clap for this band from they're, the '80s. Well, there's like all these people, like so, so many celebrities. They don't know how to work an audience, and mm. so they're like, they're right. like, we're gonna yeah. help you out. Uh, so he has RJ City call him out, and he's going. He's back in. He's on the Wendy Williams show. He's back. He's announced he's coming. And then we start to see some uh, wrestlers that are. Uh, we should have brought this guy up on the one that we recorded the other day. We see Peter Avalon, who is going yeah, to be trained the, li- the, the librarian. librarian. He plays the librarian in AEW. And then we also see Tyler Bateman. Who yes, we've seen here in Tulsa. We have seen at Wrestle. Hmm. There's two wrestlers He's... that I have seen live on this. There's oh three, although I don't want to mention one. Yeah, it's Joey <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> There's three that I have seen live, uh, which is Peter, uh, I'm sorry, not Peter Avalon, Ethan Page. Yes, we see Ethan Page. Uh, uh, Tyler Bateman, who I, Tyler Bateman was wrestling a guy with sideburns and I yelled at him to rip his fucking sideburns off, which was very fun. And then we see uh, Joey Ryan. By the way, um, when when he does call out David Arquette and he has like this very nice framed like, hey, you fucking idiot. That's uh, oh, Tyler yeah, Bateman. That. That, that he's from Tyler <laughs> Bateman's from Moore, Oklahoma. Wow. So. Um, but yeah, and he, he's doing like David Arquette, you mm-hmm. and then David, <laughs> he goes to David Arquette's reply, and it's like a down angle, like or like an upward angle video on his phone while he's in the kitchen. Like, hey man, why are you calling me out? <laughs> I love that so reply. Good. That was so. What I am so good. You? And and this is, and, yeah, go for it. And then we get T- the introduction of TMZ covering. Mm. Yeah, TMZ. Yeah, because they're on the red carpet, and then RJ City runs up, and they like have a little like tussle, Love which it. they sell very well. Like yeah. it does. Like I get why some people would have bought it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause, well, especially because you're not expecting that to happen, no, right? yeah. and like that's not right. going to go on there. But he's he, so he's being trained by Peter Avalon. Peter Avalon. Um, like sort of really well known as being an amazing trainer of wrestlers. Never really, he had a lot of great matches in like California and stuff, but just never really had the charisma to go over as like a, a national TV star. Um, he's more of like a keep things running order type guy. Uh, he's training him uh, and stuff. And then part of it is you have to have the look and the look is to get a spray tan. Ooh, that was the, oh. the fucking okay, dick my, sack. Uh, I was going to say that whole like, <laughs> Like at that, that point, two blur- minutes was amazing. Well, like first of all, the waxing of the butthole. Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ! Oh fuck! That, that was a, a woo boy. And then, so like they show them wax. They don't like show his butthole, but, but they, they show might as his well. Ax, they show his ass with a wax strip. Yeah, yes. yeah. And, right. and, and so what? Okay, but, they, but his homies are watching. They're all like, it, I, I was like, wait, did this turn into like forty-year-old version? Yeah, like, is this <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, if we go get waxed, are we? Is this like a party activity? Take, if I go get waxed, do I have to take all my friends? Uh, hey, I'm here for my two uh, two o'clock waxing. Uh, <laughs> They're with me. Yeah, where's the <laughs> sir? Where's the rest of your party? What? <laughs> yeah. Look, if you need someone to watch, we can rent a couple people over here. I like the idea that they have a viewing room, like for executions. Hello, hello and welcome to frat wax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so then, then he gets the spray tan. Yeah. Right. And then, like, first of all, there's the cock bag. Yeah, the cock which bag, is, which is just not not co- like it's just literally yeah, it's like a dick bag. Yeah. Like, and, oh, and at that, and and at that then, point, just blur it out. <laughs> yes. And there's that beautiful moment where that woman goes to like wipe off a little of the spray t- like the spray tan off of it. He's like, you know, don't don't worry about that. <laughs> 
I, right. that's just then, little micro moment I love about so much. how much she loves uh, ready to rumble. Yeah, she's oh. like talking to him about Ready to Rumble. <laughs> like she's like, I love that scene where you grab Rose McCown's tits and low foreign objects. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that is one of the best lines of that movie. <laughs> that is, it is a very funny line. And then, and then he's like driving in his car and he goes, I think I'm melting. And, and then like, he's got like the spray tan like running down his face. <laughs> and then, and so then he's at home sitting next to his wife. <laughs> It's like, well, like he shows so up and his wife and some old lady is like, what? I mom or mom. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and they're like, what about the movie premiere? <laughs> that was my favorite moment of like, oh, fuck. Fuck, I forgot. And then it immediately cuts to him like Shower. washing off the body stan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the links to go to. Um, right. And like, listen, I love David Arquette. Yeah. I'm so glad. He switches from the wrestling like trunks to the wrestling tights. Tights, yeah. Because he does not look good with the trunks. Well, we didn't even talk about the fact that his gimmick that he had been doing, like for the <laughs> backyard, is the Magic Man. <laughs> with Tons those of confetti stri- like, I stringers. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how you do those, but I'm going to start just like everywhere. Everywhere. I sh- show up everywhere I go. <laughs> I, I remember at one point he shot them out. I don't know which show it was. And then some lady cut to some lady and she was like, oh, yes, yeah. disgusted. I think, I think that's, the, I think that's the Hollywood championship yeah. match that's coming up here. Yeah. Um, They're like, we're not impressed. Yeah. We're, we, he, it's, it's championship wrestling from Hollywood. Yeah, he does, I highly recommend. He does a good job in this match. He's fine. Like they, yeah, they, they show you how they're planning out the match beforehand and everything they're going to oh. do. And I loved how they cut this of like, we're going to do this and then boom, yep. showing them we're doing I that. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that was like... Yeah, the- like, like I'm going to come out, I'm going to throw it to the audience, and then I'm going to stand and do the Michelangelo pose on this podium, and then you're going to knock me off yeah. the podium. And then like... Uh, and you see that, that classic psychology throughout of like, all right, Arquette's getting the advantage here, but then out of nowhere, here mm-hmm. comes the finish, and the guy who should go over goes over in this match. Right. Which, do you... Do you think that was really his first match back, or had there been other matches before then? Well, he, they, I mean, like he had the matches in Mexico. Yeah, but I, but, but I mean, like, because he seems in that match pretty well polished for a guy that hasn't done much. I don't know. I mean, you don't know how long he was training. Yeah, that's know? true. I mean, especially if Peter Avalon was training him and stuff like that, I'm sure he. And also, like, he has the ability to have a ring in his backyard. That does help, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. because yeah, there were some shots of him training in the backyard and trying to do the moves with we the mat. We own this? Yeah, yeah we, we own this now? Uh, yeah. Uh, which I found out uh, this past weekend. Uh, we're, we're recording this on Labor Day. This is uh, uh, the weekend after AEW uh, All Out. And one of the problems was that their show was outdoors in Florida, and the humidity had made all the ring ropes super Ugh. wet. And so, like, they had a guy return to do a, a debut after being out of the business for a few years, and his big move is to do, you know, a, a uh, what is uh, Matt Seidel's big move, uh, Evan Bourne? Oh, the, sh- yeah, Airborne. Star- yeah, the, the Shooting Star the Express. Shooting Star Press. Yeah, and it requires him to be on the ropes. He botches it when he gets in there because all the ropes are just, like, super slick. Ugh. And, yeah, so it was a huge problem throughout the night. 
all these lucha guys and stuff couldn't really do their moves because the ropes were just wet. That's um, disgusting. Yeah, it was well. very bad. Um, but then we get a couple oof moments. Uh, we get uh, Joey Ryan talking, which oof, Joey Ryan. Oh, yeah, well, like, like, I didn't well, like, even follow like, wrestling, and I went, David, ooh. David like, oh, gets, no. gets like whipped with like a weight belt. Yeah, getting whipped with a weight belt. Then we also get his daughter flipping off the guy who's wrestling, which was great. Yeah, as you said, the daughter's arc, you know, like this is where she's like, oh, this wasn't as embarrassing as I thought it was going to be. And she's, she's, yeah. yeah. Uh, We also get an oof. Here's Ellen. So. Yeah. Friend, friend of yours. Sure, yeah. Does he is, is Ellen where he rips the shirt off? Is that it, or is that Wendy Williams? It wasn't Wendy no, 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 Williams. No, 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 no. That, it and it was Williams Patricia either. was on. It was, it was just like a. I oh. think it was like. Uh, like it was a, a news. It was a morning oh, news show. Morning news show. News. Oh, okay, that's it right. It was his sister that was on Ellen. El, okay, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, sister was on Ellen talking about all this stuff, and like she does said she doesn't watch the matches or whatever. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, good, good for his sister, <laughs> I suppose. But. <laughs> uh as we when we get toward the last sort of acts here, you know, the wife is now like, well, initially I thought this was horrible, but he stopped smoking, he stopped drinking, <laughs> he's in the best shape of his life. I well, love that he's swimming down. as she's telling this monologue. Like, in, yeah. And then after that, we get this really cool sort of match montage of all mm-hmm. these matches he's been wrestling. And this is where we see a bunch of guys that are, you're now like that we've seen in person or are, are currently on AEW and places like that. Mm. Um, and, and I thought it was a really good montage of matches to show, to show his progression and people starting to like, mm. like him in that yeah. world and yeah. things like that. Mm. And to really win over the fans as we move uh, toward, you know, the, the last couple big things of this uh, movie. here. Yeah. Like, like the, this montage marks the end of the second arc. Yes. Like this montage like like this montage and then we immediately go into the death match. Yes. And, and this death now who was he wrestling in this death match? Uh Nick fucking Gage. He okay. was wrestling Nick Gage who went to jail for a while for attempting to rob a bank. Oh, okay. So he's like a legit nuts dude. Um and like Nick Gage is like a death like he is a death match specialist like he okay. doesn't do anything other than wrestle in fucking death matches. i mean he gives off and, that vibe now where was this match like, at do you know it was, was I this chicago remember i know david arquette was a last minute replacement for okay this. like he originally wasn't supposed to be in this and then he accepted it like on like a week's notice oh, okay so this match is just absolutely brutal landry i'm assuming you couldn't watch this no, I loved it. Oh, you loved it? Okay. At this point, I was like, oh, I think he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, like, they do a lot of the same spots from the first death match that he was doing at the Backyard Wrestling, except something goes horribly, horribly wrong here. Right, like, so, and and I actually was under an incorrect assumption of what had happened in this match, because, like, mm. I remember when this happened originally. Like, I remember, like, seeing the clip of him being in the death match and then fucking Oof. like I'm leaving. Right. Yeah. And um, like what, what originally the way, what I thought had happened is uh, Nick Gage takes the broken light tube and starts like digging it into the back of his neck. Mm-hmm. And I thought that he was just like, fuck this. This is too much. I can't do this. Yeah. Um, uh... But then Turns out what actually happens is one of the hits of the light tube slices his jugular. Yeah, because that is like, that's what's insane about this. He gets up and walks away from the match. And then, 
and then comes, comes back. back. Like, had he walked away... I was away, like, oh, this guy's a badass had, now. Well, had he, had he walked away from this match at that point, there would have been... Despite the fact that he should have been walking away from this match, there would have been so many wrestling fans... He would have that, lost all credibility. All credibility. Yeah. Right. Like, the, but, yeah. He's, like, covered in blood, bleeding from his head, bleeding from his face. but And, like, you, you, like, you see him, like... Do I go? Do I go back to the ring? Do I go? Do I go back to the ring? And finally, he goes back to the ring, hits Nick Gage with a chair covered in light tubes. Nick Gage hits him with a judo toss, pins him one, two, three, immediately bolts out, out yeah. goes to the emergency room. No sells the finish and gets the fuck out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. And, I, and, and that's where I'm like, all right, there's something really wrong here because he yeah. just no sold that finish and like he got enough respect that he wouldn't do that. Like after walking back yeah. in the ring, now was that one of the Jacksons driving him to the hospital? No, I I all, I thought that right yeah. the first time I watched yeah. it, I thought I watched it again. It's Jungle Boy. Oh, okay, it's mm. Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy, of course, will feature into the closing credits. Yeah, because and of course. Yeah, it's his Luke. dad's in the back seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Luke Perry's. Luke, yeah. Uncle Boy is Luke Perry's son. Luke, yeah. So um, now, uh, yeah. So we have, we have the that so like, death match scene. The, yeah. yeah, and he's just like and, gushing. Like, they blood. show, yeah, they <laughs> show him like because like you don't Diva. really see what's wrong because mm-hmm. right. the entire he's time he has on, like yeah. his hand on his neck. Then they wrap a towel around his neck, and then they finally get to the ER and they remove like a bandage, <laughs> and, goes, and you just see so much blood come out yeah, so oh, quickly, well, and you're like, oh, that's a sliced artery. Yeah, that's not like a small cut. And Horrific. then cue the limp biscuit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's that's the perfect setup. Yeah. Here it comes. Yeah. The the big payoff that we're going to get here is we got all this stuff going on. He's talking about, you know, and I I did this is where I I missed a little bit of it like am I going to he's going to am I going to keep doing this or whatever, you know, I assume his well, wife like, like he's like sitting in there and then like they show a montage of all the media clips yeah. Yeah. of like covering the story and then like Joe Rogan and Jake Oof. the Snake Roberts yeah, fuck and Joe Tony Hinchcliffe yeah, talking a bunch of trash on him. And then, um, like, then Luke Perry dies. Oh, yeah. And then he kind of starts having alcohol issues again. As I say, like they yeah. show him at a convention throwing up into a box. Yeah. Um, As I say, they, and they had that whole quote from the guy, and he's like, you know, pain, it's a real bad trigger for people with alcohol yeah. dependency or whatever. And I was like, Jesus Christ, what <laughs> yeah. a cold way of saying this. Uh,. Yeah, and and but then we are going to get the final payoff though, where we go to Legends of Wrestling. Mm. So we see Mr. Kennedy, the the same thing that we saw from the beginning. We're going to see again here where he's talking about how he's going to teach this guy a lesson. I like that. All this stuff, bringing it all back. And so we are at the I guess following years Legends mm. of Wrestling event, uh, which is taking place in I think Minnesota is where they said. I'm not I'm not sure. Um, Probably. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're going to get the Mr. Kennedy versus David Arquette match here. Nice. And then, of course, the very, very sweet payoff because throughout... Yeah, the entire, the entire documentary. The entire documentary, he has talked about how much he loved Macho Man and especially Miss Elizabeth. And lo and behold, here comes his beautiful wife doing her best impersonation of Miss Elizabeth, finding that dress. David Arquette really has a type, by the way. 
all three of those women look the exact same. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and complete with the red... He even mentions it. He even fucking mentions it. Oh, there's that moment with him on the couch watching her. He's like, even my fucking wife looks like Miss Elizabeth. You're right. I forgot about that. But yeah, complete with the gloves and everything. And they have... A pretty good match. I thought it was kind Although of. Although her dress looks more like fun. Jessica Rabbit. Well, yeah, I don't yeah. think. Well, I don't think you can go out and find that '80s <laughs> Miss Elizabeth dress <laughs> readily available. Like, you know, uh, but yeah, it's a perfectly uh, good match that they have. Uh, you can see that he's got the respect. You know, they have the whole lead up. I like that he's wearing the uh, women's championship champion of the world, uh, the Andy Kaufman mm-hmm. tribute there, yeah. Um, yeah. and everything. And they have they have a good match. I was like. Kind of like, man, it would have been better if they'd have found someone that fit his style a little bit more because Kennedy's more of a brawler, I guess, and he didn't really get to show off the lucha type stuff. But uh, it was a perfectly serviceable, nice little send off. Well, we do get a match after that that really shows off, like, because he gets to wrestle fucking Jungle Boy. Oh, that's true, yeah. Because, and that's so uh, the end of the movie is essentially the send-off with the match with Kennedy and everything like that, right? Um, right. And he's he's redeemed himself in his eyes by being accepted amongst the people of Legends of Wrestling and at their convention and everything else. And so it all wraps up. But then I think some of the best parts are in the, <laughs> the credits, and that's where we get the Jungle Boy part. Jungle Boy, as we've said, is Luke Perry's son. He currently wrestles as part of uh, Jurassic Express uh, in AEW with him and Luchasaurus. Um, these are all words. <laughs> Luchasaurus is a very, very tall man that wears a dinosaur mask and wrestles <laughs> Lucha style, even though he's like six, seven, six, eight or something Jesus. like that. Like, yeah. Good God. Yeah. Um, he, and, uh, but yeah, this is like, uh, and, uh, jungle boy is like, you know, he's almost tearing up because it meant so much to wrestle David Arquette because of his dad and, you know, their connections. Like, yeah, David Arquette and Luke Perry were like super mm-hmm. good friends. And then like, Luke Perry dies, so then David Arquette like wrestles Jungle Boy, and it's like a really fucking touching like tribute. Yeah, it's it's a a very sweet thing, and that's in that montage we sort of get the all right, yeah, Arquette has redeemed himself. He's one of us. He, oh, yeah. I I did want to say a thing like there's this because like fuck Joe Rogan and fuck you know like them talking trash on David Arquette. Also in that like thing where they're talking about like the wrestling like whenever they're covering the news backlash of yeah. the death mat they have a clip of jim Cornette. yeah and jim Cornette's like these fucking idiots using gimmicks that don't and i was just like shut the fuck up yeah jim, Cornette, jim, jim yeah fucking dinosaur jim Cornette <laughs> is a uh, gatekeeper of pro wrestling mm. uh who thinks that all pro wrestling should be like it was in the 80s and not anything different of course so yeah like uh he's He's pretty bad. And then we also get the part which we already talked about, uh, Brian Pillman Jr.'s uh, The Money and Owen Hart's family, all the money from the WCW run. Um, so I guess as we wrap it up, what do you guys think overall? Would you? I would highly – I would truly recommend it. Like I would recommend it to anyone who's a wrestling fan. Um, as long as you – you know, like if you're super squeamish, there's some parts you might want to skip. Specifically um, the dick bag. <laughs> the dick bag, the yes. dick bag. and yeah. the and the running um, suntan lotion or suntan <laughs> spray tan. Um, but honestly, like it's a super good documentary. Like it's really good. These guys that produced this took a relatively weird and silly subject and mm-hmm. turned it into a really well produced and compelling documentary. Mm-hmm. 
I hope this gets enough like good reviews and 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 things behind it that these guys get a crack at some other stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, they be, definitely deserve it because they seem like I know it's got like a four point six star rating on Amazon. Wow, which is yeah, pretty good, especially considering that people had to pay for it. Yeah, I mean, if you get it like on a regular stream, you might be a little bit more forgiving. But the fact that you've actually paid for something, oh, yeah, and then I actually like it. Uh, Landry, what about your thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it. I mean, I've always been vi- like wrestling has always been very peripheral in my life because it's always been yeah. things my friends were obsessed with, but never me. So I've known I knew enough to be like, oh, this is cool. And, and also, but I really, I just really enjoyed that they were like, oh, this guy, he is little he's a little loose <laughs> so i saw some reviews on this mm-hmm. on this movie and we obviously came at it a lot more from like the wrestling side of stuff but like most of the reviews i see and maybe it's just because of where the reviews were coming from were like this is a sad look at a washed up actor trying to be relevant again and i'm like what the fuck that person I, didn't even watch it yeah, I yeah or they're just like so in like hollywood culture Right. That they're... Well, yeah, like variety yeah. says that and like like uh, if you cannot kill David Arquette has a theme it's the cleansing quality of pain a reality show masochism that feels like Arquette of Arquette's way of punishing himself for the degradation he did to the wrestling business yeah it seems super negative as opposed to like yeah that's a guy with mental problems that wants to do right by a thing that he views that he did wrong right yeah it's definitely like if you look at it as a redemption story if you look at it as a hero's journey, so if you were writing out a hero's journey, he hit all the marks of it. Yeah. By his own standards. Maybe not other people's, but by his, his own, own standards. standards yeah. And I think when he walks away from that, he goes, I think I did right. Yeah. Had this been like him trying to redeem himself, like, I don't know, in anything other than pro wrestling, <laughs> maybe it would be. A, maybe, yeah. Like, if it was like David Arquette had taken a stab at like pro football or something and he's trying to get back. I think you'd have people respecting it a lot more, but like since it's wrestling, they don't really do it. So yeah, but also you have to look at it like it, it felt and maybe it's because we also kind of come from a comedy background too. And you know, a lot of comedy and wrestling kind of parallel each other in ways. What you mean a genre full of nerdy, a a genre full of nerdy white guys and a genre full of nerdy white guys have (laughs) a Venn diagram that overlap. Uh, But like, when you look at it is like this guy who did a huge thing immediately and was yeah. famous for other stuff, then had to go back to the dirt of that business that he loved so much. Like he could have easily, if, if he never did the original thing yeah. and win that belt, he could have easily jumped in at some point and maybe some people have been like, ah, oh, cool. It's cool that he's yeah, such yeah. a fan. It's cool that he, you know, cares yeah. enough to even be there. But the fact that he fucked up so poorly yeah. by, make, by and of course you know oh. maybe it wasn't his fault, but then he yeah. had to go back and actually go there from the ground up. There's a great self awareness in this. There's a great moment of self awareness in the end credits where you see MJF, oh yeah, like, and David Arquette's at a wrestling show, and then MJF, who is like a, a consummate heel, mm. um, is like being like, "I'm the champ, I'm the champ." <laughs> David Arquette goes, "Anyone can win a fucking oh, title." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just such a good burn. <laughs> yeah. And of course, you know, his redemption was enough that he was named one of the top 500 wrestlers of 2019 by pro wrestling insider, wow. right? PWI, maybe. Yeah, pro wrestling insider, yeah. yeah PWI. Uh, so yeah, like, I mean, but then again, 
I think a lot of people could be if they had access to the trainers that he has access to. I was say, but also, yeah, of course, money and yeah, being David Arquette <laughs> yeah, and having probably, a documentary crew yeah, doesn't probably, hurt probably, at all. probably doesn't hurt. Yeah, being able to have access with limited training to some of the top promotions in California probably doesn't hurt, you know, uh, on getting on that list either. Well, guys, we're going to wrap it up for this week. Before we go, uh, Ethan Sandoval, do you have anything you want to tell people? This is coming out next Monday, which is the third, 14th? I think yeah, fourteenth of September. What do you got? Anything? Uh, I mean, you know, um, the uh, fucking uh, Knights of the Sound table should be out oh. uh, uh, by then. And then on top of that, uh, just be on like on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for other podcasts that may be coming up. And uh, yeah. All right. Sounds good. Uh, what about you, LL Millboy? I don't think I have anything to plug. That is not true. If you <laughs> if you Google my name, there's plenty of stuff there. So. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'll do his plugs for him like I always have to. <laughs> well, if you would like to see Landry Miller occasionally in person, you can uh, go to the Looney Bin, where he'll often be the smiling face to greet you there, and occasionally you'll see him on stage. The Looney Bin Tulsa here, of course, is one of the homes of Tulsa comedy. Uh, you can go check them out. Shows uh, typically some Wednesdays, but Thursday, Friday, and Saturdays for sure out there. Uh, you can also check out Landry Miller on multiple other podcasts on the Soundstooth Network. And uh, typically a stream of some sort will come out every Thursday night around mm. 10-ish of Talk Show Inc. And I believe he's got some work in on some new podcasts coming out as well himself. That's right. And as always, you can catch me on uh, most of this network at some point uh, on Digital Intercourse, Red State Blues, this podcast, Getting Greasy, and... Uh, you can occasionally catch me on Talk Show Incorporated. Uh, oh. oh, and if you're listening to this uh, on the uh, 14th, on September 26th at 473 in Tulsa, Oklahoma at 8 p.m., there is a Soundstooth Presents a Comedy Showcase. It is all outdoors, on outdoor stage, outdoor oh, yeah, bar. On you're on that. Lantry Miller's on that, <laughs> headlining that, Whoops. actually. Whoops. So maybe you should remember to play it. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for listening uh, so much. Hit us up on Facebook. Let us know what you'd like to hear about in the future. And we hope you guys had a good time listening to this. And go out and check out this uh, film. Uh, you can catch it on Amazon. I believe five bucks to rent it in HD. It's well worth the watch. Take it easy, guys. Have a nice day. Bye. Bye.